buddy? Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. I'm also Frank Feldman. That doesn't make any sense. I'm Dan Beecher. <laughs> and coming up today, <laughs> we're going to be talking uh, about uh, the ongoing saga of Catholic priests and... Not just Catholic. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about uh, about clergy and sex, but we're not going to. But we got some new, interesting. uh, Okay, maybe you were talking about different stories than I was thinking about. So I'm curious to hear what what stories you're going to bring up. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take us through a a couple. I was thinking about some other stories, but yeah, all right. So so that's that's fine. Even Frank doesn't know what we're going to talk about at the end of the show. I'll I'll be I'll be winging it. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do, baby. (laughs) Hey, Frank. Yeah. We had great response to our call to action. Boy, did we! I uh, mean, really, truly, guys. This week, um, we'll, and, be, we'll uh, be we'll be specifically thanking people people later in the show. But we want to remind everybody that we are pushing to try and get ourselves up to uh, three hundred and fifty donors on Patreon. Yes, I've- and uh, and if we can do that, we can be the, the we can get rid of ads altogether. We yeah. can we it'll just be a listener supported show entirely. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to that. Uh, and you guys have come out in some great numbers. Right. If you're still interested um, and you haven't signed up yet, we yeah. would really appreciate it. Uh, pause the show now. You yeah. can come back to we it. come back to it. That's fine. And, uh, and, and go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the Patreon link, yeah. uh, which is on the right-hand side of every yeah. page on the thing. Yeah. Or go to the support tab, uh, and you can find us there and uh, just sign up at whatever level you're comfortable with. Um, and we can then, uh, and, and hopefully we're, we're, we're getting, we'll, you know, we'll keep pushing toward that goal, uh, of 350, but you guys have been amazing yeah. and, uh, and we thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, and to get the, the show going. Yeah. We should do that. Um, it's a great show. You know, they, they say, Dan, <laughs> that, uh, most restaurants will close in the first two years of being open. Yeah, that's because they're not very good at it. Yeah, this is, it's, it's all actually a really hard business. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's it's got very thin uh, profit margins and so forth. Yeah, but here's the deal. Okay, Tehran, mm. Iran. Yeah, right. Uh, they uh, the, the, five hundred and forty-seven that's the capital city of Iran. Isn't yeah, five hundred forty-seven restaurants just closed over the last. Uh, 10 days. Oh, shit. Uh, due to the Iranian police uh, finding crimes ranging from <laughs> things like... Un- Wait, I'm going to guess we're not going to be hearing about money laundering. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> unconventional advertising in cyberspace. <laughs> One of the reasons why... Un- unconventional. Unconventional. Keep it conventional, you bastards. Playing illegal music. Oh, They're God. They're obsessed with music. Oh my God! We've, we've we had that story a couple week or week or two ago. The woman, you mm-hmm. know, singer, uh, getting arrested, yeah. uh, and the another reason uh, debauchery. And I'm sure what they're calling debauchery is not in the slightest no debaucherous. No, I mean it's this is very clearly uh, uh, meant to have a chilling effect on the entire country. Almost 550 restaurants closed. Due That's, to obviously some restaurants creating environments where people were allowed to feel a little free, a little yeah. human, yeah, right. Maybe even have fun, perhaps. Which uh, let which, us let it be known: do not have fun in Iran. 
No, 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 no. No fun allowed. The, that one is top of the list, not allowed. <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently... Debauchery like, was probably something like, you know, a woman's hair was showing. That is probably exactly it. Um, because there were pictures associated with the article. Well, you know, sometimes, I mean, there does seem to be this thing, particularly in, in Iran, yeah. I see pictures of women. With the, they're wearing a hijab, but they're showing like... Ha- the front half of their head right yeah right? so you have hair coming forward and then the hijab is just sort of you know perfunctory just just it's there barely Don't doing anything at all really seriously you're right. gonna bug me about this right, right? um that's that's clearly something that's going on uh but restaurants have been uh on uh, the hit list before yeah um in 2012 the government ordered cafes to install security cameras Okay. Uh, in order to monitor the behavior of customers, uh, a lot of restaurants just decided to close instead. They were like, no. Oh, no oh my that's God. not the environment that we're trying to create. We're Big Brother and whatnot. So it wasn't security cameras that they, the restaurants, w- that would secure the restaurants. It was probably a feed that went I think straight it was a feed to the. Or you had to give them access to your feed right. or whatever. Um, they are calling on citizens uh, more and more to. Uh, essentially just be narcs. Yeah, um, that's, that's... They're um, asking... There's like, a, there's like a anonymous tip line now, um, which probably has been for a long time, but this article is just reporting or is mentioning it. Um, you know, uh, so citizens can report instances of uh, women re- uh, removing their hijab in cars. Mm. Right? Don't, don't... No, you're not... You're still you're we can we see can you. See you. You are visible to Wear us. Wear your hijab, lady. Oh my god. Um hosting mixed dance par- dance parties um or posting immoral content on Instagram. Like pictures Report of them. Like pictures of women with their hair showing. Yeah. It you know, hair is salacious. Or, or just, you know, people smiling and enjoying a meal. Right. Like the heathens that they are. Let me ask you this. Horrible. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day about uh, the whole, you know, we, we've talked about how J- Jewish people are so good at finding loopholes in God's law. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, women who are supposed to cover their hair and they do so with a oh. wig, <laughs> which yeah. I think is amazing. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it is truly a middle finger to God. It's that a one. big fuck you. Yeah. But it's just like, it's yeah, amazing. Okay, I'll cover my hair. Right. Fuck you, God. So then the question came up, could a woman grow her hair really long, cut it off, make a wig of her own hair, oh. and cover her hair with her hair? Or would that be a bridge too far? I don't know. That's Rabbi good. Gruber, we need your help. <laughs> rabbis, we need the rabbis to weigh in on this. Uh. Anyway, um, I am going to take us to... Uh, where the hell is this? Somewhere. Somewhere in the world. Well, it's a, it's a, a story. It's a university in these United States called, uh, St. Bonaventure University. It oh. is, it is a, uh, Catholic university, university. You will not be surprised to learn. Ah. Uh, maybe Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo. Anyway, um, are, were you just shuffling off to <laughs> Buffalo? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you don't have to be a Catholic to teach at St. Bonaventure. Oh. Obviously, they have lots of non-theological uh, subject matter there. Sure. And uh, and one woman 
uh, who worked there uh, was n- was not Catholic. Uh, her name was Pauline Hoffman, Doctor Pauline Hoffman, and she uh, she had worked there for a while. She sent uh, an email, just a quick heads up to the uh, vice president of the college. Okay, to say, just so you know. I'm going on campus TV. They want me to talk about my faith okay. as a Wicca. Oh. Uh, so just yeah. uh, just just wanted to give you a heads up that that's you know it's Halloween. They like to talk to witches at Halloween. They're all interested in whatever. <laughs> well, uh, this touched off a a bit of a do a bit of a kerfuffle, if you will, <laughs> leading to eventually her being asked to resign her position as a dean of a college. No, and uh, and and being told that she basically couldn't possibly move up the ladder anymore. Um. Eventually, at one point, they asked her to sign a letter, uh, just sort of stating that she would adhere to the values, the Catholic values of the school, which she signed. But she did ask, if I were Jewish, would I have to sign this? And they were like, no, not if you're Jewish, but you're obviously like... But you're a witch. A crazy heathen witch, and our book talks a lot about what we should do with you, and you're lucky we're not burning you, frankly. Get off our campus. So anyway, she's suing. There's a lawsuit in yeah. motion, uh, and she she's alleging all these things. They haven't been shown to be true in the court of oh, law. Okay. But, okay. But she's alleging uh, discrimination. You know, it's so funny. It's hard to tell if she's discriminated against more because she's a witch or more just because she's a woman. Who knows? Who <laughs> even knows at this? And, you know, it's uh, just one of those things. She was uh, apparently given a... Um, a a shorter contract as dean than most of the all the the male deans in the, in the thing they were all given three year contracts she was given a two year contract it's all very strange anyway you just can't really you just can't trust women in positions of authority well certainly certainly like- not witches what if they cast a spell on you <laughs> you you give them two years to like see how their spell casting goes but what if they do then what the problem when you believe in a bunch of magic is that if somebody else believes in different con- contradictory yeah. magic, well, she needs she needs to like <laughs> hex them. Yeah. Oh, really? You're really? gonna have me step down? You don't, I don't think you and want then just cackle. Just right. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want that? Let me ask my little doll of you if they want that. <laughs> Do you want that? Do, is that what you want? Just pull out a needle. <laughs> Big long like. We're now going to get emails that tell us that Wicca don't do voodoo dolls. <laughs> That's probably true. Whatever. Probably true. Maybe. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> well, at least, uh, oh, no, my broom. No, I'm just cleaning up. Yeah. Just cleaning up. Just cleaning up. All right. Um, Dan. Yeah. Uh, there was a big to-do um, a week or two ago. Yeah. Maybe a bit long. About then. About then. Uh, having to do with Pride Month. Okay. June being Pride Month. It, yes. Gay Pride Month. Yep. Um, LGBT Pride Month. LGBT plus. Plus. Right. Et, et cetera. Pride All Month. All of them. Yes. Uh, anyway, that mm. and U.S. embassies 
abroad throughout the world, right? Okay. Uh, yes. Because it, it had become a thing under the Obama administration that the embassies that wanted to uh, could fly pride flags. A rainbow flag. A rainbow flag during the month of June to uh, under show the... their support under a smaller flag and under the American flag. Right. And it could be flown at an, at a U.S. embassies. Right. And and it, by the end of his administration, it pretty much was just a blanket thing. Don't even bother asking. Yeah, you, you just have approval. Right. Um, it's really the the ambassador's discretion. Sure. Uh, based on whatever decision that person, you know, whatever things they might be taking into account based on where they are in the world or something. I don't right. Know. Uh, but anyway, so a number of embassies started asking. Well, can, can we have permission to continue this? And oh, last, no. you don't ask permission don't ask for this. Per- what but are they you did. Doing? What are you, they were what are stupid. You doing? They asked. And this, this year, the State Department was like, yeah, no. No. We're going to reject all of these, these uh, requests uh, to specifically to hoist rainbow flags outside their buildings. Right. Uh, following the old standards, right? Well... A handful of, uh, uh, I guess, the more, because they're not all embassies. Some of them are also, um, what's the other, consulates and whatnot. So missions, U.S. missions, that would be kind of the the inclusive blanket term. Um, So a bunch of U.S. missions, uh, including uh, Seoul and Chennai, India, Mm. uh, sort of partially, they like draped part of their building with a pride flag. So they weren't flying it. They were <laughs> just sort of attached it to the they face just, of the building. Sure. Uh, they, That's what Andrea and I did, too. Oh, uh, yeah, you did. Uh, the embassy in New Delhi uh, actually uh, lit their building up with rainbow-colored lights. Oh. Uh, the website for the embassy in Santiago, Chile, uh, shows a video of the chief, their chief diplomat raising a rainbow flag last month. For the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and, and Biphobia. Love it. Um, Vien- the Vienna Embassy's website uh, is currently featuring a photo of a rainbow flag flying below uh, the American flag um, on a mass jutting from the building. Um, so they're, they're finding their ways of doing so, it. So they're right? basically complying by not complying yeah uh u.s US diplomats in jerusalem joined um a pride parade good uh several ambassadors have tweeted photos of themselves in local parades um, or standing outside the embassy surrounded by employees holding up letters spelling pride i love it um they're 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 it's an insurrection i yeah absolutely they are in revolt over this issue and rightly so. I, there, there's, you know, just like any any place in this world at this point, there are gay people, tons of gay people working at the State Department, right? And working at these at these embassies and these ambassadors. And, and in fact, I mean, Trump actually has appointed a couple of gay ambassadors. This is where <laughs> it all gets really funky and weird. Yeah, is that Trump was also the first Republican president. To actually issue a Pride Month statement or something like his first year in, in the presidency, and then like the, and but then they're taking all these weird turns. Well, Trump had a tweet this year on uh, on May thirty first, yeah, 
that was like that I just pulled it up. It says, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions of LGBT people, uh, or, or uh, contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation. Let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. And then they can't fucking fly the pride flag. Right, because it's bullshit. And, it, like, the, this is the same uh, the same administration that took away trans rights to, yeah. work, to be in the military and all right. of this. Like, they are working actively against LGBT rights And then they sit there saying how much they support it. Yeah. It's fucked up. They are, they are some bullshit. It's really, it's really messed up. And that's, and I'm so glad that these embassies are, uh, are giving them a big fuck you. Yeah. Cause they need to. Cause like if there's one thing that America actually needs to stand for in the world. Yeah. Uh, that's a major issue worldwide as his tweet clearly like makes clear. Right. He understands or whoever wrote that cuz that's not him. Yeah. That was very clearly not his tweet. <clears throat> I think everything was spelled correctly. <laughs> there were punctuations. There was punctuation. Uh. He very clearly did not write that. <laughs> but he tweeted it, so uh, you know, yeah. They get it. They right. know that that it's a pressing issue worldwide. <sighs> And we should be out in front of it. I'm I'm glad that our embassies are are being sneaky. Uh, I'm going to take us to Washington State uh, in the Pacific Northwest of this lovely country, mm. where uh, there has been a a lawsuit uh, bouncing around oh. for a while since no. 2013. What? When Baronel Stutzman, uh, a florist. Decided not to do flowers for a gay wedding. Oh, right. uh, even though gay marriage was legal in the in the uh, in the state, uh, and she was fined a thousand dollars and told she couldn't discriminate against her customers, okay. so she sued. Oh boy! Uh, now the her case made it to the Washington State Supreme Court, which basically so it went through. Uh, a, a, a lower court and then up all the way to the state Supreme Court. Right. And both of those bodies decided against her that she can't discriminate against people just because they're gay. If you provide flowers, nobody's asking you to provide flowers in the shape of two penises or <laughs> anal penetration or anything like that. Uh, just some flowers, please. Right. Uh, and so she uh, she sued. She lost at both of those levels. She took it to the Supreme Court of these United States, who punted and said, "Try." basically they sent it back to the Washington State Supreme Court. They did not accept the, uh, the case, okay. but they sent it back to the, they, they got rid of the, the decision that the Washington State Supreme Court made and said, look at it again, remember our cake shop thing, Right. And you look at yourselves and you just see if there's any bias in how you were handling this. So the Washington State Supreme Court did so. Okay. They, they, they looked at it again and they were like, nope, it's fine. 
we were right. You're wrong. And said she has to she that she has to serve the gay folk. All right. So it's tricky, right? Because that that uh that whole masterpiece cake thing, they didn't actually decide whether or not he had to Right. Uh the the Supreme Court of the US did not decide whether or not he had to serve gay people. What they decided was that the state of Colorado had been mean to him. Right. So I guess if the states aren't mean, then you have to serve gay folk. <laughs> Would you please, sir, we've heard that perhaps there was a moment when maybe. Right. What if you, at, okay, let's, can we do mediation? Let's, let's find let's a way. Let's do a little role play. What if you gave the cake to their friends and their friends gave it to them? <laughs> Would that be okay? Oh my God! So uh, what anyway, if you didn't actually put the figurines of. <laughs> you just left that in a side box. You're yeah. not actually putting it on the cake. Yeah, just the just two men or the you two know women? what? Like, How about this? You put all of the all of the kinds of figurines, male, female, all of them. Oh, it's a mix in a box, match. and let them sort it out. Two men, two women. You figure it out. Black, white, Asian, yeah. what, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Just put everything to a dog and a person. It just oh. they'll figure it out for themselves. Right. You just write the names Clark and Jeffrey. No, no, that's <laughs> offensive. It is offensive. It so would be, offensive. It would be horrible if they had to do that. Uh, <laughs> so now, so now it looks like uh, this woman. Uh, I'm going to say her name again because I love it. Baronel Stutzman. <laughs> oh. Uh, it looks like she, it looks like it's going back to uh, the federal Supreme Court, the SCOTUS, and we'll see what happens. Or ah. she's going to try to take it there. They may not accept it. Ah, we'll see. Okay. okay. So there's that. Very good. Yeah. Very Is it though? No, it's not. All right. The Barna Group. Yes. Are you familiar with the Barna Group? Yes, we've talked about the Barna yeah, Group before. Yeah, they're a thing. They're a, they're a Christian group that does uh, that does a lot of like polls and yeah, statistics they, and they things. Yeah, they basically, uh, sort of their, their, their little stated raison d'etre, mm. <laughs> as it were. How Frenchy of you. Uh, oui, oui. Uh, about, this is at the, some boilerplate at the bottom of this article. Uh, it says, Barna is a private, nonpartisan, for-profit organization under the umbrella uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they've been conducting and analyzing primary research to understand cultural trends related to values, beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors since 1984. So the idea is they're, they're trying to better understand cultural trends and then provide ministers with that information so ministers can uh, adapt mm. their Christian messages to... to uh, to the times, yeah, and to the to the mores. But regardless of whether they say they're uh, they're nonpartisan or whatever, they right. are an evangelical Christian organization. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um. And but they just did some some research mm-hmm. on uh, sort of this idea of post Christianity. Oh. Uh, they have identified the ten most post Christian cities in America. Oh. Um, none of them would be all that surprising. What's post-Christian? What does this mean? Well, do you want to do the the little uh, 
little test. Oh, okay. This is this is how they figured what being post-Christian is. So they would ask. There are residents 16 of these criteria. Oh, oh my, so um, many. And an individual who meets thirteen of these at least, okay, uh, is highly post-Christian. <laughs> okay, okay. What if they were never Christian to begin with? Well, that's then yeah. they're still post-Christian. They're Post-Christian. We everyone look before you're born. There's you're a Christian. Yes. Everyone is born Christian, yeah. and then sometimes you fail at that. <laughs> okay, so you're post-Christian. Yeah. Uh, one of the was, anyway. Let's just go through these criteria. Okay. You do not believe in God. Correct. You identify as atheist or agnostic. I do. That kind of seems like kind of well right. identifying. Yeah, identifying is different than, than yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, they were smart enough to see the difference there. Uh, disagree that faith is important in their lives. I do disagree that right. faith is important. In uh, my they life. have not prayed to God in the last week. Nope. Have never made a commitment to Jesus. I don't never? Never. I did when I was young. I know. Believer, yeah. So, so I'm not counting that one. You can't count they that one. They got four out of five right now. You disagree that the Bible is accurate. <laughs> I definitely disagree with that yeah. statement, yes. Uh, have not donated money to a church in the last year. Correct. Have not attended a Christian church in the last six months. Wait, in the last six months, yeah. I I don't remember doing it in the last six months. In the last year, for sure, I have. Okay, but I'll I'll, I'll give that one to him. You agree that Jesus committed sins? I don't even believe in sins. Ooh, ouch! They're not getting that one. Okay, do not feel a responsibility to share their faith. I don't feel a responsibility to share my faith <laughs> that I don't have. So now we're at, uh, I'm at 8 out of 10. Have not read the Bible in the last week. Uh, n- I have read the Bible in the last week. All right. You're dangerous. You're dangerously <laughs> close, Dan. <laughs> uh, I have not volunteered at church in the last week. Definitely haven't done that. Have not attended Sunday school in the last week. True. Have not attended religious small group <laughs> in the last week. Also true. Uh, Wait, does this count? I have no idea. Does this does this, this show a count group? as a religious? Know. No, we're not religious. Uh, Bible engagement scale. Okay, so you'd you'd be low on this, meaning you have not read the Bible in the past week and disagree strongly or somewhat that the Bible is accurate. Okay, I have read the Bible many times recently, yeah. and I agree that it is inaccurate. Right, uh, and you are not born again. I've only been born the once. Oh yeah. So okay. well. Then Dan. I think I qualify. I you're think I, you're highly post Christian. I am. Okay. Hope, yeah. So that's what they're 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 polling and questioning okay. people on in order to figure out what are the most post Christian cities in America. Some of those are problematic questions. They well, it's so from this their perspective, right? Yeah, strictly from their perspective. They can't even imagine. Like, there are plenty of Christians that also are not born again right. Christians. Yeah, right. They don't believe in that idea exactly of the I mean, if you ask a catholic if they're born again they'll look at you like you're crazy yeah they're like oh yeah <laughs> but they'll anyway also they don't so go they to have church, found so. okay that uh the, the the most post-christian city in america okay is the springfield holyoke massachusetts metropolitan area oh okay uh, followed by the portland auburn maine area. okay sure uh, then Providence, Rhode Island, Burlington, Vermont, Boston, Massachusetts. What is going on in New England? I don't know. But Honestly. 
Uh, let's see. Albany, uh, Hartford. Sure. Uh, Rochester. And then we go over to the West Coast. Uh, Santa Barbara, uh, Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, that whole thing. Okay. And then uh, Seattle, Tacoma. That sort of rounds out the 10 most. Where do you think Salt Lake is in this? Which well, Let's see. I... I think it. I think it makes their radar. I think so. I think Salt Lake hits the radar. I, I think they're low. I mean, if we're talking about like how many, how many total at metropolitan area, right? Because if they were just looking at the city, if they were looking at Salt Lake City be proper, a contender for a fairly, we'd be fairly high on the list. I think. Yeah, once you once you get out into the suburbs, it, it yeah. ends up being a lot more Christian. But I I I don't know. Like how many people? How many are on the list? One hundred of the top one hundred. Post-Christian, and we made we made it on the list. We made it on. The We're list. probably low on that list. We're probably in the like eighties or nineties. Ninety sixth. Okay, ninety sixth. That means that places like Corpus Christi, Oklahoma <laughs> City, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Oh shit! Colorado Springs. Oh my god! El Paso, Texas. Uh, the they're all way higher than us. Oh my god! Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is the seventy fifth on the list. Corpus Christi has the name of Jesus in the name of the <laughs> fucking town. It's it's well, it's post Corpus Christi. It's a oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, can you believe that? I know it's shocking. Don't don't man. live in the suburbs. If you're moved to Salt Lake, do it. It's great. Oh, we god, love it. Yeah. Don't live in the suburbs. Don't live out there. Um, yeah, I mean. Ugh. God, it, it's it's kind of a bizarre concept. Um, what they're looking at, though, and what they're sort of their message here is that um, it's an increasingly secular country. Our, yeah. our cities are becoming more populated, um, or I'm sorry, a greater percentage of the nation's population now lives in cities, and that's a that's a worldwide global trend. Pop mm. the, World population is moving to cities, um, and our cities are are largely, uh, I mean, at least uh, top. Let's see what it is. The top twenty or so, you could say, are largely secular. Yeah, right. Um, and that's for Christians, right? For born again Christians, uh, highly alarming it's a problem <laughs> yeah it's scary for them they're terrified they they, they can't go to new england it's Sat- oh, that's satan's it's lair godless Satan. godless yeah although the foliage in fall i don't know if you know about it oh <laughs> and All the right. lighthouses you right. have to go see the lighthouses oh god i you know <sighs> i it's worth the satan for the lighthouses it's it's worth <laughs> The eternal damnation. It's worth yeah. walking through the demons. I mean, why not? Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, good. It's good stuff. Okay. Uh, finally, I'm going to talk about uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. You will be shocked to learn that last year they released a report in which they discussed that uh, institution's history with slavery. Oh. Uh it is it is a an old and storied <laughs> university uh, yeah. place. Uh-huh. Is, is it a uni- It's a seminary. I don't know. 
Okay. Um, with colleges and whatnot. Uh, but yes, they uh, many of their founders not only had slavery, but uh, defended, qu- quote, defended the righteousness of slaveholding. Oh, God. Uh, espoused white supremacy and uh, basically uh, were were not very nice. Right. Right. Uh, so they released this report. Okay. They acknowledged their place in that ugly history. Okay. And uh, and a few and a, and a coalition of reverends uh, decided. Okay, great. We hear that you're uh, that you're acknowledging this history. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And they came up with a with with a uh, a possible thing uh, action that could be taken. To try and repair some of the damage that they did, which was okay, uh, that they should, uh, they decided that they should give a significant a tithe, essentially ten percent of their endowment to a traditionally black some seminary. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, I think that's an interesting and very uh, reasonable uh, thing to do. Yeah. They do not think that's a very interesting and reasonable thing to do. <laughs> and uh, have decided oh, no. they are categorically not <gasps> going to do this. Oh, douchebags. They are not going to pay these reparations. Uh, we, we're not going to respond to public demands for reparations made, quite interestingly, by the people who demand that the reparations be paid to them. Uh, oh, the, uh, this, this is Albert Moeller Jr., who's the president of the of the... Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, my God. And furthermore, whatever we do, this institution will do in keeping with its theological commitments, which are apparently to stay subtly racist as much as they can. Southern. Yeah. Southern Baptist. Yeah. Ouch. Rough. I thought that was going to end better than that. It ended. I was hopeful, Dan. Yeah. You you led me down that path. set you up for... Very, very disappointing. How dare news. you, Dan? Yeah, well. Oh no. I'm, I'm, I'm not the one who's not doing the. Who I no, I, I blame never you. I blame you, Dan. My family helped free the slaves. All right, uh, and whatnot. Anyway, uh, yeah. There you go. That's a uh, a very <laughs> a a decidedly now, mind you, their endowment. So this biblical tithe would be ten percent of probably around a hundred million. So it'd be, you know, $10 million. That's not, that's nothing to sneeze at. No. But yeah, you probably do it. Yeah. It seems like a decent thing to do. It seems like an amazing way to like build a bridge to like show how far you've come since this thing to, it's a really great opportunity to, uh, to, to dispel the demons of this history. Yeah, they they though they have to look at the fact that they would probably have a lot of people really mad at them. <laughs> a lot of their membership, right? A lot of people right. who go to their churches would be outraged that ten percent of their money had gone to support a black seminary. I what I feel like, like I mean, think about that, right? I don't like even they're, think they're, that they had to pew, get their pews are filled with racists, right? Right? Like even if any of the people leading this thing were like. The moment that one person said, "Yeah, but you know, the so and so," think about them. Yeah, for a except second. that and it, they're like, "Oh." I feel like that quote from oh. the president 
makes it clear it didn't get that far. <laughs> like, it never got to the, should we consider this? Should we maybe do this? And somebody raising their hand. It didn't get to that point. <laughs> he was just like, hell no. I'm going to speak for everybody. Everybody okay with me? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Uh, we're just we're we're going to not be doing that. Thank you very much. Oh my god! Well, there you go. Hey, listen, kids. If you need to talk to us about anything, you want to write into us about any of the things that we've talked about so far, please uh, feel free to do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TG. Oh, there's a hiccup in there. Slash TGI Atheist and click on the like button. Uh, And uh, while you're there, search for that TGIA. It's the only place place on the internet that is that place. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Click it. We'll let you know. Yep. Dan. Yeah. Richard Land. I don't know who this guy is. I I had never heard his voice before, I don't believe. He's a he's he's a voice. He's out there. Is he? Uh yeah. I don't I don't recognize. He believes in Jeebus, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh he's very or rather he says it a lot. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh he's appearing on a TV show called Focus Today on the Dove. TV. Focus today. Focus today. Probably get a little blurry tomorrow. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so he has, this is him sort of spouting off about Democrats about and Republicans. Politics. He's got, yeah. he's got the politics figured out. All right, cool. Let's listen. If God still wasn't concerned about America's future, why didn't he just go ahead and let Hillary Clinton win and go totally into socialism? Well, I think God is is concerned about America's future, uh, but God is also you know, He's a God of mercy and a God of of of, um, of redemption. But He's also a God of justice. He's also a God of of um, of uh, moral vindication. And I believe that um, great political leadership is a sign of God's blessing, and its absence is a sign of God's judgment. I believe that um, Mrs. Clinton's husband being president of the United States was a judgment of God on the United States for our immorality and for our sin, especially in the child sacrifice of millions and millions of unborn babies. I believe that Barack Obama was a judgment of God on the United States um, for continuing um, down the road that uh, we had been progressing under Bill Clinton. Uh, I believe that, um, I, I personally believe that Donald Trump's election shows that we have had, God has given us a narrow reprieve, a a, a short-term reprieve, given us a little more time to turn back to him, to turn back to the God of our fathers, before he sends even more judgment upon us. You know, if there's one thing we can say about Bill Clinton, it's that he was punishment for our country. Oh, dear God, I know. Do you remember when he did that terrible, awful thing of, actually like getting rid of the budget deficit when he when he sort of tried to when he successfully fixed our economy and sent us on a in a positive direction yeah yeah Uh, yeah that was horror we were being punished that what a what a horrible time i mean you know i was he was like 
kind of a rapist and stuff. So, I, oh, but that wasn't what he did to the country. No, that's what he did to some women that and stuff. But like <laughs> punishment. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't rape the country. No, no, that's the current guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, well, yes. there is that. I suppose. I'm just. I'm not going to be a big fan of Bill Clinton, but he. Uh, he definitely w- did some good things for this for this land of ours, but not according to Richard Land. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, we had some folks write into us. We did indeed. And call in. And call in, I know. Etc. Um, Emily wrote in, hey, Frank and Dan, uh, this week another listener wrote in to discuss the idea that maybe, given the general lack of preparation for a second civil war, the hardline pro-life conservatives weren't actually all that convicted uh, that abortion is murder. Uh, she says I, that she's paraphrasing. Uh, I disagree. I think that most of them do believe it's murder. I just don't think they believe murder is actually evil or even wrong, provided you're killing the right people. <laughs> I mean, these are the same people who shoot who are shooting abortion providers uh, mm. and associated healthcare workers, bombing mm-hmm. and burning down women's healthcare centers, uh, and who are typically adamant uh, supporters of the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, I think they do believe that abortion is murder, just not the kind of murder that they condone, and therein lies the crime. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. Uh, I, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Murder, they are kind of a little like wishy-washy on the whole killing folks thing. Yeah. It's fine in the right context. Oh, yeah. and they're all pro-war. Oh, yeah. They they love a good war. Yeah. Go kill somebody over there. So It's righteous. Yeah. You're defending freedom and faith and... Yeah. La la. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Emily does also say, uh, thank you so much for the Members Only Lounge. Uh, That group has some of the most supportive, loving, and genuinely compassionate people I've ever had the privilege of coming across. That's fantastic. So good for you guys uh, in the Members Only Lounge. I'm Hmm. proud of you. Yeah. Um, Most of you. We had a little kerfuffle this week with with a a, a racist who ended up leaving. So that's good. Well, yeah, you don't want a racist hanging out. Nope, so. no racism allowed. That's fine. Uh, do you want? Why don't you play the, yeah, the voicemail? The, the voice. This is a this is a great uh, question that uh, this listener is asking. Uh, sort of, um, yeah, it, it has to do with some. You know, we've been talking a lot about abortion. Yeah, um, and uh, and so she has, I think, an interesting perspective that she's, but she's asking us about it. So let's let's take a listen. Great. Hi guys. Um, I was wondering, because this has been a hot topic lately, if um, you think it's a good idea to be, if we sh- some of us who've had abortions should be out about them. I already had to deal with this as a atheist and uh, coming out as bisexual, but I was just wondering to maybe hear your guys' thoughts on the topic. Um, I kind of get tired of everybody saying, oh, my friend of a friend had a, an abortion and regretted it, or um, it was the best thing that happened to them. And I honestly do not regret mine whatsoever. Um, the only thing is I do kind of feel like uh, closeted about it. Um, my mom knows some of my pro uh, 
choice friends know, but I'm starting to feel a bit more and more like I want to talk about it, but I also don't want it to, like, wreck my chances of employment or something. Um, just thought I'd uh, hear your thoughts. Uh, thank you. I think that is uh, a brilliant question. Yeah. And uh, and an important question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that... Here's the thing. I think there is danger in coming out about that. Uh, depending on where you live, depending on your yeah. own situation, you can you need to make the that decision for yourself. Right. But I think that there's it's really important if if you can talk about it. If it's... you can if you feel like you can get yourself around your get get yourself uh, through it safely uh-huh. uh, and and not, you know, not risk too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs to be talked about. And I think women who are having... Because everybody thinks it's this thing that ha- that only, like, irresponsible teenage girls... Right. You know, sluts are having abortions. Well, guess what? Most of the abortions are women who already are mothers. Yeah. That's most... Most abortions are, are women who are already mothers but don't want to have more kids. Right. Or don't want to have another kid right now. Right. And they're making a responsible choice for their family. Right. And you know, and and people need to hear these stories. I, I've had several of my of my friends online uh, come out and just say, "Here's my abortion story. Right, it was the right choice for me. I don't regret it. I want you all to know about it." Right, and I think that that is a very powerful tool. I feel right. like that actually it personalizes it because they love to keep it unpersonal. Right. You know the 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 anti-abortion people want it to be want it to be in the minds of their listeners either uh it's uh, yeah it's just these irresponsible teenage sluts or some you know some of the people hearing it had abortions themselves and they want them to feel shame mm-hmm. and they want them to feel uh, like they're alone, mm-hmm. and and so they can and and they can control the the message that way. Mm. There's nothing more powerful than another woman saying, "No, you know me. You know right. me to be a good person. Right. I chose this, and it was the right choice for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a very powerful thing. So yeah, if you if you feel like you can do it, I say do it. Yeah, I mean the whole idea of being out and 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 being open about. Anything, you know, anything, yeah, is that it? It it is going to challenge a lot of people. It's going to um, it it allows other. It might allow other women who yeah. have had an abortion uh, feel maybe better about yeah. like their situation or whatever. Like feel less shame that might be have been thrown on them for for their decision. Absolutely, you know? and so like. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important, but you're right. You have to just like we always say, you know, about the other ways to be out. Right. You are the you are the person in your life who knows your situation. Right. You have to make that decision about whether you're safe or not. And And you may also find that you're not alone. And you know what? Yeah. And and it might be nice to know that you're you know, you're part of a growing chorus of of voices. And that other women, you know, can be can be part of of that with you. Yeah. Um, but, but I'd love for there to be like a wear green today if you've had an abortion or something. Yeah. Know? Like or wear this ribbon. Yeah. Just to like, 
Just just to make it visible. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know I don't know that feels weird. It's maybe very just weird. we've never seen it. Well, it's also very very you know? very 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 personal. It is personal. Uh yeah. but, you know, so is so was gay pride and and for the longest time that was a terrifying yeah. very personal thing. Absolutely. But visibility as we've talked about has been vital. It's saved the lives of so many people. Right. It costs some lives. It did, yeah. But it also but it saved far more. Yeah. I don't absolutely. know. It's there's it's not without danger. Let's make sure that we remember that. Uh, Charlie wrote into us, Hi there. I recently listened to your latest podcast, and part of that was the mention uh, that a store in Canada was fined for being open on Good Friday. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm from New Zealand, and when you were asking to name a country, I immediately thought of New Zealand. Here's uh, Here we still have a law that is enforced, as far as I know, that shops, unless they are essential, such as petrol stations, and dairies, which I guess are corner shops. I love that they call them dairies. Oh, okay. It's a very, yeah. very cow-centric uh, nation, I think. <laughs> I think they have a lot of, a lot of cows there. Anyway, uh, must, they must be closed on Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Christmas Day, and half a day on Anzac Day, which is the day to remember uh, the war dead. I have no oh. idea what that stands for. Something about New Zealand in the middle. Um. More stores close on these days. Uh, most stores close on these days. Usually, it is garden centers that will open and pay the fines for being open. Okay, don't know why a garden center needs to be open on the days everybody else is closed, but great. Hmm. Um, Nothing else to do, right? Uh, exactly. Um, I'm not religious. I personally quite enjoy that. The, I personally quite enjoy that the shops are closed on these days and that nothing else is open. The fact that it is derived from a Christian holiday does not matter to me. I see it more as days off and quiet time. Uh, most people I know feel the same way uh, about uh, about them as well. I am sure that we have these holidays as public holidays and days off where shops are closed. I'm sure that it comes from being a British colony and part of the empire and now part of the Commonwealth. Most of the original New Zealand laws were based on British law. Uh, and this history still influences some of the traditions we have around the holidays. Also, New Zealand is not an overly religious country, despite having these religious holidays. We certainly have religious people, but the latest census results from 2013 show that 41.92% of New Zealanders are not religious. I hope this gives a different perspective. Okay, Charlie. I get it. It's nice (laughs) to have a day off. Uh Uh-oh. But no! (laughs) Charlie! (laughs) No! Pick days that are secular days to have days off. Have some more New Zealand holidays, not Christian ones. The whole point of, like, like we need to be secularizing our governments, even if nobody even cares about Jesus or whatever. So secularize it. Make it about the solstice. Make it about whatever you want. Make it about, it's fine Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty darn great it's, Friday. It's okay. It's an okay Friday. Yeah. Uh, Everybody wants a day off. It's an okay Friday. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, you can't. You can't say all the stores have to be closed because Jesus. <laughs> not in, not in a, a a you know, I mean you can if you're in a theocracy. Mm. But I think one of the I I think the the uh, the position of our program is going to be that 
What about just sort of de facto, right? Or, or, or it just it's just the tradition is so ingrained. Say like Christmas, where everything essentially is closed. I think right. it's, it should be legal to close your store. You oh, yeah. you may close your store yeah, yeah, on yeah. Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, close your damn store. Right. Great. But I mean, it's so ingrained in the culture. Right. Like, would you want to excise, you know, sort of Christmas closings, even though it's so wonderful that everything's closed? It's not wonderful. It, no, it's absolutely wonderful because people are actually, the vast majority of people are able to have the day off and spend time with their families. But you've got to leave room for the Chinese store restaurants to be open. Otherwise, where are the Jews going to eat? <laughs> well, nobody's saying that you have to be closed. Yeah, they are. Well, yes, in, those, they are. in those places. Yes. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm speaking more about back, back home. But. Yeah, okay. All right, Dan. Uh, do We've we, got some people to thank yeah, this I'm, week. I'm going to launch into that because, uh, like Karen, we had a few other people on PayPal as opposed to Patreon. Mm. Uh, so we have some folks to thank, including Peggy, who is uh, who is going to be a new monthly subscriber. Nice. And Timothy, uh, who's going to be a new monthly That's subscriber. That's wonderful. So uh, really thank you guys that. so much. And then uh, and then you have a, a whole I've a got litany. a huge list. Uh, like like we said at the beginning of the show, like. People really turned out, right? And and we would love to see people continue to turn out, yeah. Uh, because the sooner the better for turning off these ads. Yes. If if you if you want my honest opinion, I wish we could have shut them off already. Yep. But um, it's just it's not viable at the moment. But uh, here we go. Uh, we have uh, eight new faithful listeners. Okay, right. Hit Those me. are people coming in at a at, dollar at an episode. Right. Like, let's just talk these about these numbers, right? Sure. Uh, Marlena, thank you. Skeptical, thank you. <laughs> Raylin, thank you. Michael, thank you. Darlene, thank you. Anne, thank you. Jerry, thank you. Amazing. And Rand, thank you. Love it. Okay. Now we have eight new venerable listeners. These are people giving two dollars. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have Rob. Thank you. Matthew. Thank you. <laughs> M- Mayna. Mon- Manya. Thank you. Frank did not practice the names. I did before. not practice the names. <laughs> uh, Breadbasket. Thank you. Arnold. Thank you. Rick. We thank you. <laughs> Mar- Mar- uh, Mariah. Thank you. And Dom. I love it. Thank you. You guys are amazing. One new beatified uh, listener. Splendid. uh, By the name of Astro Otter. (laughs) Thank you. Love it. Um, So, yeah, it's really amazing. All of these kind folks showed up uh, to our website, thankgodimetheus.com. And uh, clicked on the links there to. You can also just go to Patreon and just search "Thank God I'm Atheist." You'll find us there. You could. You could. There are any way you want to get there. Get there, (laughs) Um, because we're trying to get rid of these ads, and and we're getting we're getting closer to that goal every week. It was such a remarkable start, Um, and uh, it it makes me hopeful that we're going to be able to, in in, in short time, uh, hit our goal of 350 uh, supporters on Patreon believe in getting rid of these ads it'd be so great it's so, so it's so amazing so um, we're we're well on our way uh, we got one more person to thank though our lord and savior our top donor yeah 
Josh. Peace be upon all of you. We love you so much. Josh, you're amazing. And uh, and uh, let's keep it up. Woohoo! Dan, listen, uh, you and I have talked a lot about about nasty, clergy doing clergy. doing very very bad things, abusing their positions and, and their, their the parishioners. Trust. <laughs> Shit, uh, <laughs> not just the trust that's being abused. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> what we often te- what we mostly hear about is the abuse of children. Yeah, which is a huge problem. In basically anywhere you have clergy, mm-hmm. you have people abusing children. Yeah. Uh, in all sorts of awful ways. That is not the only abuse problem that we that exists right, right now. And I wanted to talk about a thing. I two different stories came up that uh that that I wanted to sort of talk about. Um one of them is on RNS, and it is about uh, a, mo- a more recent scandal involving a uh, a, a uh, Catholic priest mm-hmm. abusing a grown woman. Mm. Now, this is this is not the kind of abuse. This wasn't a gunpoint. This right. wasn't a violent. Right. But what this what this priest was doing was uh, sort of counseling this person, mm. and uh, and in the process cajoling her into uh sexual encounters mm. um so uh, so basically uh, taking a person in a uh in a vulnerable state yeah and then uh turning that into something there was another uh another article this came from uh mycentralnewjersey.com which i think is a, a news organization right for that area okay this one talked about a Presbyterian minister um, with deep ties in the community who was, holy shit, like this guy was using, so he, was, he, would, uh, he would counsel, again, these people are put in a position to hear the deepest, most intimate details of people's lives, to talk to them at their most vulnerable. Right. You know, one guy said one guy knew, you know, a person that he loved committed suicide. So he went to this priest or to this uh, pastor or whatever uh-huh. for counsel, for help. Right. He was feeling incredibly fucked up. Right. This pastor eventually was like, uh, well, so this pastor's gig basically end up ended up leading to. Uh, I have to give you oral sex to excise the demons out of you. So, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting technique. Yeah, had some had some other weird okay. like Native American rituals woven into it, feathers and uh, rocks and gold. Well, that's more coins just to and... distract them, right? But that's uh, what what do they call it? <laughs> Uh, it's a, a misdirection. Misdirection. L- oh, the feather thing. Uh, well, you'll have to be naked for this. And <laughs> oh, by the way, I have this other thing I need to do to get the demons out. Oh God. But here's the thing. The thing is that uh, these people, these adult people, mm-hmm. say yes to this. So are they consenting? 
Well, that's some tricky shit, isn't it? Well, I can tell you that uh, at least in the case of this uh, of of this woman and the Catholic priest, uh, which took place in uh, somewhere in the Galveston, Houston, I don't know, somewhere in the in uh, that area of Texas. Uh, no, if a person is in your uh, your care as uh-huh. a sort of counselor, uh-huh. no, they're not consenting. Oh, wow. They cannot consent because you because it's too easy to prey on vulnerable people. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's a, that's exactly the right thing. Is that? I mean, is that the universal? I think that's norm? pretty common. Okay. I, I don't know uh, a lot about it, but I do think it's pretty common. And if it's not I mean, common, it makes sense. I mean, you say it, and it just makes sense. Right. Exactly. It, you know, it's why it, if a therapist sleeps with their patient, yeah. It's not just an ethical violation. Right. I think most places that's a violation of law because because of the 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 delicacy of that yeah. of that exchange. Right. So I just wanted to point out that you know, I this isn't just about children. Uh it's not the it's not just the children who can be unsafe. It's grown people who are vulnerable, who are you know, just normal nice people being preyed on. Hmm. By their clergy. Good by God. clergy who, by the way, you know, they have, many of them have schooling. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of schooling in theology and whatever. Are they licensed therapists? No. Mm-mm. Do they really know anything about the human Mm-mm. psyche? Mm-mm. Maybe from reading a little bit, but they're they're certainly not licensed. Right. To be a therapist. And yet they're acting as therapists. And they, yet they're acting. You know who's acting as therap- a therapist right now? A fucking Mormon bishop. If you want to talk about the least qualified person in the world to go t- to, to handle your marital troubles, I got news for you. It's a guy that was like, that does his day job as a clerk for a law firm. And then, it, and now he has to be a full time shepherd of a flock yeah it's the most ridiculous thing in the world right. the, those guys have zero training yeah they, no know? they have a manual and the, dan <laughs> dan on, on top of it they have the spirit they have the lord guiding them they have the yeah how could they go the wrong Lord directs them dan. yeah exactly imams and and rabbis these are all people who uh who are trusted uh spiritual advisors yeah it's just too easy for them to to utilize that position to very very disgusting ends yeah uh and so i just wanted to bring that up and 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 chat about that because you know we need to be we we need to be on the lookout for the kids mm-hmm. uh we need to be watching for warning signs with the kids but guess what you may need to be watching for warning signs with your uh, with your religious adult family members. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems like um, the last people in the world who should be trusted with just about anything are the clergy. I mean, there are no, really good no, people in no, the clergy. No, they're 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 terrible. <laughs> they're drawn to it for a reason, Dan. Uh, if. There, there's either some nasty ego boost mm-hmm. that they're seeking, or they they want to like pray. I've met some very on, and not not like the hands together type of praying. 
P R E Y, not A Y. Yep. Uh, I've met some very lovely clergy people. Um, mm, they see that's that's their game. That's, Dan. Well, you They're know, trying to lure you in. That is one of the things that they talked about in one of these uh, in in the article about the uh, the Presbyterian minister mm. was that he put on a really good show. Oh, I bet people loved him. They, he was universally beloved. Yeah, and like and 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 people prob- probably didn't believe it. Yeah, when the news started coming out. Right. Exactly. They were like, no, not not Reverend. Tom, right, exactly, or whatever they call him. Yeah, uh, in that case, it was Reverend uh, Reverend Doctor William Weaver. Um, Reverend Doctor, yeah, Jesus Christ. So, like, yeah, I what we have is, yeah, it's it draws a lot of, uh, it draws from a wide berth of society, but it's mm-hmm. you got to be wary. I'd watch out. But I do think, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it was, I was just really interested in the fact that, like, I'm seeing a number of stories about adults mm. being preyed upon. We can't, yeah, I, these people, we give them access, human beings give them access to themselves in a way that they don't, that they wouldn't to almost anybody. Yeah. Maybe a therapist. Yeah. And there, you know, with therapists, these people would lose their jobs instantly. Yeah, if there if there was even a whiff, they would lose their licensure. They would not be able to do to practice anymore. But a priest, they can just say, "Well, they consented," and then that priest gets moved to a different parish, <laughs> because even in this era of of uh, you know churches trying to clean up their act or saying they're trying to clean up their act when it's adults they'll have no problem just moving the person to a different parish right they'll have no problem with that well yeah i mean it takes two to tango right exactly damn Uh, at which point they can prey on other adults and and do so with fairly with with with, uh, a fair amount of impunity Mm -hmm. so Hmm. anyway uh I'm glad most of a most of all y'all don't trust no priests. <laughs> We're preaching to the choir here, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe watch for that. If somebody's ta- if somebody's you know talking about how great their priest is, and then suddenly they go quiet about it, Ugh. yeah, maybe get seek some help. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. They, nobody's safe. That's the idea. Nobody's safe, from, especially if there's a priest in the room. If there's a priest in the room, just, just basically just kill him. Just punch him or something. No, H- just handcuff him to the radiator. Don't leave anybody alone with the priest. Yeah, ex- ever. Exactly. Yeah. Ever. Ever. All right. Well, if you have anything you'd like to say about this, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at podcast. Uh, podcast, podcast at, at podcast at podcast. Yeah, dot dude, podcast. Yeah, write to that dot podcast or podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. Sure. Telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group. Uh, however, we will let you in. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on, on uh, Reddit. Twitter. Reddit. Twitter. All those places. Uh, the, the handle is Atheist. Yep. At that. At 
at Frank about it. Um, hey, speaking of our social media, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of the work that you do. You're amazing. Thanks to Danny and Amy for being on the uh, Members Only Lounge and, team. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank all of you for tuning in and for your support. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Patreon, do it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>